Next up on an all new Rick and Rick. Let the celebration begin. Our season two finale is here. That's right. It's time to close the books on our second smash hit season. With a special supersized edition of Rick and Rick's Loaded Questions. Which means this is your chance to join the Ricks as they test their recollections from a second season that took the world by storm. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody gets their Ricks. And everybody rules the world. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the season two finale of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by the other Rick in the room, Rick Wooten. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Season two. That is awesome. Yeah, we're about to turn three years old instead of just acting like it. That's awesome. As part of the festivities, the Ricks are raring to quiz each of our last remaining brain cells on all the hip, hot, and sometimes hilarious news and commentary we've shared with you from the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture over this past season. Okay, so you ready to rumble? It's time to play Loaded Questions. So for my first question, you were inspired to try your hand at ASMR based on what ASMR piece that we heard? I know this. It is the ASMR for artists or something along that line that was the inspiration for what we did, which was the five ASMR affirmations for creative directors. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, and it is total insanity. People listen to these people talking very softly, and you can hear the dryness in everything that they say. They do this with little noises. And apparently it gives folks a pleasurable feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp. And Rick had found this one from Albino Wonderland, who did a ASMR kind of affirmations for artists. I mean, I, I immediately cracked up because she's going through these different uh, affirmations that hit really close to home for graphic designers. She goes through some of the lines that are like, your relatives will never ask you to design a business card or logo. <laughs> because they understand graphic design is its own unique skill. It's clever. It's funny. It made me laugh. As an homage to Albino Wonderland's ASMR for Artists, I've put together Rick and Rick's top five ASMR affirmations for creative directors. Because you need to say it to see it. Number five, this time the client will not want to make 97 minor tweaks to the mobile banner ad. Number four, the client will be thrilled. The million dollar augmented reality app that you created was downloaded by 14 different people. <laughs> Number three, your edgy tattoos and artsy glasses really set you apart from somebody somewhere. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> winning the local patio totally makes up for missing the birth of your son. <laughs> and our number one ASMR affirmation for creative directors is the logo is as big as it needs to be. The logo is as big as it wants to be. The logo is as big as it's going to be. You mother dumb butt fungus of a clown. <laughs> So those are our top five ASMR affirmations for 
creative directors who are apparently trying to build themselves up. It sounds like they're having a pretty bad time of it from our top five. So but just remember, you need to say it to see it. All right. So here's a question for you. So in honor of Rick W's birthday this year, Rick M created which of the following? A, an international incident. <laughs> B, the happy birthday IPA. C, the breakfast of leprechauns. D, our lucky charms IPA. Or E, a 10 car pileup on the 110. Which of these did yeah. Rick M create for you in honor of your birthday? For St. Patrick's Day and my birthday, you ate a bowl of cereal with Guinness in it. I, I think it was the uh, Lucky Charms uh, breakfast. You are correct. We are recording this on St. Patty's Day, and in your honor, there is this new Saturday morning IPA. It's a new beer from this Virginia-based brewing company called Smart Mouth. They've come out with this beer that's brewed with Lucky Charms-inspired marshmallows. Now, unfortunately, it's only available in Virginia, but since this is an audio show, I'm going to give you some theater of the mind today so that you can imagine what it's like to enjoy Lucky Charms-inspired beer, the breakfast of leprechauns. So I have, in your honor, brought a Guinness, and I have a box of Lucky Charms-inspired Lucky Charms. So you just have to imagine the scene. So make sure you can hear this. I'll put it up toward the mic, but uh, I'm going to open up the box of Lucky Charms-inspired Lucky Charms. I'm going to pour some of it into this handy bowl I have right here. And I'm going to take out this bottle of Guinness. And now I am going to proceed to douse the Lucky Charms, inspired Lucky Charms, with this Guinness. All right. I think our beer of charms is done here. The breakfast of leprechauns. The beer that eats like a meal. I'm going to give it a shot here. See what it tastes like. It really does not look or smell appetizing at all. Okay, here we go. Mmm. It tastes oh. like feet. I was going to say, I can't imagine oh. that's a good taste. It's it's magically disgusting. Yuck. Oh, okay. My apologies to Smart Mouth Beer. We're sure your Saturday morning IPA is awesome. This little concoction of ours is not. So um, closest thing we could do to our own Saturday. This is our this is our St. Patty's Day IPA. Oh, I got to have some water. Hold on. All right. Your turn. My turn. On the Super Bowl episode, what was my number one favorite commercial? And the hint is you liked it too. And we actually discussed it on at least one, but I think two other episodes. It was a Microsoft commercial and it was for their adaptive controller, right? That's exactly right. So my number one also is one that pulls at the heartstrings. So recently, within the last six months or so, Microsoft has released a controller uh, that is extremely customizable, has very large buttons. It has uh, just a different way of controlling and it's adaptable to a bunch of different uh, disabilities or limitations that a, that a, a child with dis disabilities might have. And so this whole commercial, uh, the first commercial that came out several months ago, I think in November, uh, that commercial just focused on, on one kid who was beating a level and all the kids mm -hmm. in the neighborhood running to his house to watch him do it. It's a very, very strong ad. This one takes a different approach and it looks at a, a, a bunch of kids, you know, probably about five or six kids and how they're using this controller to do the same, how they're using this controller to participate uh, in this, this world of gaming with all their friends. And it is extremely powerful. I love it. It ties back to their brand. It ties back to, you know, the products they make, meaning mostly the Xbox and the games. And uh, I, I just love it. I love this commercial so much.
damn it. This was my number one, too. That's awesome. I yeah. remember the name of the product, even. Yep, still one of my favorite. Yeah, it was a great spot. But you know, when you were asking the question, my mind immediately went to the Seven Rings of Hell one with Jason Bateman. Oh, yes. Uh, that was for Hyundai, and right. it was about car shopping. That's right. <laughs> Extra bonus points here. Do you remember the really controversial level? I thought this sketch, this commercial, this whatever was awesome. I, you know, I love Jason Bateman. Yeah. Bateman. Uh, he's been in a new TV show called Ozark that I've been telling you about. You got to watch it. Uh, and he does a phenomenal job in there. And in this commercial, he does as well. And I, I just really enjoyed, you know, seeing all these people, you know, dump onto this elevator and then they're going down through the levels of hell. And you know that, you know, buying a car, particularly from a used car dealer, can be a horrible buying experience. So it was pretty clever on how they worked this whole thing out. But did you hear that they are getting flambéed by a certain uh, group over this commercial? The oh, vegans. The vegans, right. They're making fun the of the vegans. vegans. They got <laughs> right. so, with so, the, uh, getting a root canal. Having to go to dinner <laughs> with the vegans is just going to be hell on earth. Well, that's right. The, in the beet, uh, the, what was it? The beet loaf instead of the meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> The one that stands out was the one where the vegans were serving beetloaf. That's right. And remember, the community got together and they were very appalled by that and actually made a, a bunch of hay over that and tried to you know, get them to change the commercial. So, are, are you trying to tell me that they had a beef with it? <laughs> yes, but it was an impossible burger beef. Uh, let's see. My question to you. In season one, Rickham predicted that in a brand refresh, Google parent company Alphabet would go ahead and call itself dollar sign. In our <laughs> season two predictions scorecard episode, one year later, Rickham joked that instead of that happening, Alphabet was leaning toward rebranding itself as what? Wow. I don't know. Now, I, I know that one of my predictions, I predicted that Google parent Alphabet would just go ahead and change its name to dollar sign and, and that didn't happen either. <laughs> they did not change their name to dollar sign, but instead I hear that they are thinking about calling themselves, hey, at least we're not Facebook. <laughs> I bet you I laughed back then too. You did, That's yes. Awesome. All right, That's awesome. your turn. All right, so uh, in a recent episode, uh, there was a blockbuster movie that came out, and for probably one of the first times, we vehemently disagreed on the uh, score for the, the show. And in fact, uh, a couple of our viewers actually stepped up and defended my position and said that you need to revisit and rewatch that movie to uh, make sure that you understand how awesome it was. What movie was that? Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding. It was Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. So so you're great. Are you giving it an A? You know what? I think I'm going to give it the first A. Wow. So what was my first? Okay, so my first A- minus was Endgame. And your first A is going to Far From Home. So both Marvel movies. Wish, I really wish I could say the same thing about DC movies sometime. Um <laughs> I am going to give this one, I I have to, I can't give it a B. I have to give it like a, a C plus. I almost felt like it was, Whoa! yeah, what? I almost felt like this is too strong, but I almost felt like it was, it was like spider meh, far from perfect. 
yes, we totally had a disconnect on that movie. I just was getting hung up on it. I do need to revisit it. I knew I was alone in not liking it much. So I'm, I'm just going to watch it. And I think what I said at the time was maybe it's the recency of seeing Into the Spider-Verse, which I thought was right. far, far, far superior than Far From Home. And so that may have been kind of the sticking point. And Far From Home was was not comparing favorably for me personally, but you're right. I do need to watch it again. All right. So here's a question for you. What movie character's backstory did Rick M provide in one episode only to have Rick W repeat that backstory almost verbatim <laughs> in the next episode without even realizing it? Who was that movie oh, character? God, was that Shazam? You are correct. Shazam. Shazam's original character was Captain Marvel in 1940 when he came out. And uh, this was created by Fawcett Comics. And for a time, it was outselling Superman. DC ended up suing Fawcett because they felt like it was infringement on the Superman character. At some point along the way, DC got the rights to the character. Captain Marvel was actually first introduced by a company called Fawcett Comics in 1940. Uh, Captain Marvel ended up outselling uh, Superman. And so DC ended up suing uh, them and there was a there was a lot of similarity between the two and so there was a there was a big thing about that and eventually DC bought out the rights to all of that. Yeah, that was that was that was ridiculous. I mean, literally, it was the previous show. And I got through it and you kept laughing and I'm like, what's going on? And you're like, dude, we we literally just did this bit last time and I did it. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, that's ridiculous. I'm surprised I haven't done that at least once this season. Uh, it seems like an easy thing to do and and forget who you told the story to. I can't always remember who I was having the conversation with. So you know, absolutely, and and because we're doing this show, I will talk to people during the week on a regular. basis basis that will ask me questions about the show or about movies that we're talking about or what have you. And so I end up rediscussing this stuff over and over again so much. I can't remember what's on the show and what was the conversation, you know, in just offline, you know, the hallway or on the train or what have you. So I I guess that's my excuse. Let's go with that one. It's a good one. Stick with that one. (laughs) Okay. I think I got this right. You can give me the answer. And if it matches what I think it is great. If it doesn't, then it can't necessarily count against you. Sounds good to me. <laughs> we always talk about Burger King on the show a lot, like a ridiculous amount. How many episodes do we cover Burger King this year? Yes, you know what? I had a question like that and I meant to go count them and I didn't. I'd have an answer, a good answer here. I want to say, I think at, uh, at least, at least six. I'm going to say between six and nine episodes. Burger King and its Whopper Detour, big winner. Yeah. Burger King constantly impresses you and I. Burger King Whopper Neutrality. Yes, and kudos to Burger King. They're doing amazing work. Burger King's new unhappy meals. Burger King's right. trolling Mickey D's with its mobile app again. It seems like more and more you and I keep talking about Burger King. It's- it turns out to be a fantastic idea for super fans of Burger King. Burger King has won McKen's Lions first ever creative brand of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So hats off again to Burger King. I did a count and I, I did make it through every episode, but I, I, I read through them and I looked through my notes. I believe the answer is eight. Wow. I believe we talked about Burger King eight different times. We actually featured it, I think, four times, like, you know, like this commercial, that commercial. 
but you know it was actually uh mentioned on another four shows for a total of eight i believe it that was this year's ihop <laughs> really was you know we obviously have a love affair with burger king they need yeah. to hire us yes they, they and i don't i don't mean for serving the burgers i'm talking about <laughs> the marketing just to be Glad clear you clarified that. they need to come sponsor rick and rick dang we've earned it by now anyway let's listen to other memorable moments from season two of rick and rick rule the world nbc had a report that parents are naming their kids after their favorite Game of Thrones characters. This includes 560 baby girls in 2018 named Khaleesi. In 2018, there were six babies named Merlin. 29 were named Sansa, which I can see that. 2,594 were named Arya. And get this, 173,204 babies were named Hodor. <laughs> Totally kidding. Totally kidding. That'd be so funny. You know what his first word would be? Yeah, exactly. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by mon ami, Rick Wooten. That's a little French for you, Rick. I think it means my friend, or else uh, did you remember to turn off the gas? I'm not totally sure. And so there is a song going around the internet right now. They called Poop in My Fingernails. I swear (laughs) I'm not making this up. Oh, frosted lucky charms. Hearts, stars, and horseshoes, clovers, and blue moon, hourglasses, rainbows, rainbows, and tasty red balloons. Yeah, yeah. So apparently the the band is the toilet bowl cleaners. Joining me as always is Watashi no Yujin, Rick Wooten. It's a little Japanese there for you, Rick. It either means my friend or washing away your onions. I'm not totally sure there. But <laughs> what you ended up predicting was that you and I would have our own pest dispensers. And so <laughs> I, I have to say, I mean, we're we're year out now. I, I don't know when that, that prediction was supposed to happen, but I'm quite disappointed I don't have my own pest dispenser. Damn it. Somebody page Captain Marvel. That's right. You know, maybe, you know, the secondary B-side is, you know, where's my Pepto-Bismol? Uh, you know, <laughs> The follow-up album is, you know, I pee when I giggle. And, you know, let's not forget the crowd favorite, Chitty Chitty Adult Diaper. I'm Rick Matheson, along with Il Mio Amico, Rick Wooten. That's a little Italian for you, Rick. I think it means my buddy or my buttery pancakes taste like shoe gunk. I'm not totally sure. I'm going to one-up you. Are you ready? Okay. Did you see the trailer for Cats? Oh, jeez. Talk about a movie we don't need. No, I would just love to see the cast of Black Panther perform Cats. I think that would be interesting. (laughs) My number two prediction is that AI will emerge as the new creative director. What what you talking about, Wooten? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's time for a Rick and Rick review of Shazam! With all the action and adventure. All the hijinks and hilarity. Plus a host of holy moly's, bullet immunities, all seven deadly sins, and the chance to put our hands on the wizard's staff. Wait a second. That didn't sound right. <laughs> oh my god, you can ship my pants? I just ship my pants. <laughs> well, you know, going going back to our childhood, I mean, I'm sure you remember the shamrock shake at, at McDonald's. Totally. Remember that? Love the and shamrock so I, shake. Totally. I imagine. And they had other special flavors, too. That's just the one that I that I liked. I was a big fan of the color green, and yeah, I'm Irish, so I was like, hey, I love it. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for part one. Tune in next time for part two of Rick and Rick's season finale.